brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make your podcast. You can create, distribute, and monetize your content right from your phone. Anchor is completely free to use with no storage limits, no trial period, and no strings attached. Easily distribute your podcast to every major podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I even use Anchor for my podcast, so download the app today or visit anchor.fm. Black Lives Matter. Black Queer Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. Period. Quote, I am stepping down as editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit to reflect on the work that I need to do as a human being and to allow Bon Appetit to get to a better place. From an extremely ill-conceived Halloween costume 16 years ago to my blind spots as an editor, I have not championed an inclusive vision. And ultimately, it's been at the expense of Bon Appetit and its staff as well as our readers. They all deserve better. The staff has been working hard to evolve the brand in a positive, more diverse direction, and I will do all I can to support that work, but I am not the one to lead that work. I am deeply sorry for my failings and to the position in which I put the editors of BA. Thank you. End quote. Wow. Welcome to the Three Course Convo Podcast, where I serve you some hot topics in the food world. I am your host, Paulo Mims. If you're a new listener, hello, welcome aboard. You can find this episode and other episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on my website, mrpaulomims.com. Yes, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, but also we're facing the biggest virus that has plagued our country for over 400 years, I'm talking about racism. We have recently uncovered more and more and more unarmed black folks who have been murdered by police brutality. And I would like to give a moment of silence for all those who have been killed. So yesterday, Monday, June 8th, I was happened to be on Twitter. I was on social media. I'm still dealing with bigots and, you know, looking at a bunch of people who still don't understand the concept of racism and how idiotic and ignorant and one-dimensional they can be. But I digress. I was looking through and I uncovered a thread about the Adam Rappaport, which is the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit magazine, Condé Nast's Bon Appetit magazine. And it was showing a picture of him uh, in a Halloween costume, I guess from 16 years ago, in brownface. So brownface, he was um, impersonating a Puerto Rican, and it looked like it was d- around the early 2000s era because he was wearing um, stereotypical um, Latino getup, him and his wife, and it was just a very ill-conceived Halloween costume. But that's not just it. There's also been threads exposing Bon Appetit as an environment, as a publication, as a magazine, and its misconduct and discriminative works and acts against people of color within the magazine. That was what really struck, in addition to his ill-conceived Halloween costume photo that was uncovered, but more of this toxic environment that's happening 
was uncovered under his rule. So, you know, he's been the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit magazine. He came over from GQ. He, um, yeah, he's been literally one of the most important men in food media in the world for a long time. And he recently resigned and was forced out due to his recent um, acts. And that's a big deal because... If you're a fan of food media and you read Bon Appetit, you'll know Bon Appetit is one of the biggest food publications in the world um, under a giant mogul publishing company as Condé Nast, which is the same publishing company that owns Vogue magazine. And this is a huge deal. Also, I mentioned this before on season one about the lack of people of color within food media and within food criticism and food journalism in general. And, you know, this is nothing new. We've all known that Bon Appetit magazine has a, is a very cis, white, male-centered publication. But what we didn't know is that there were many people of color who were contributing writers or contributing chefs for their YouTube videos who were not compensated. And there was a recent um, expose and um, testimony from an editorial assistant who was a person of color who declared her basically mistreatment as an editorial assistant who's had over 15 years of experience in the business and was working for, you know, cis white editors who had less experience than her and really didn't know much. But, you know, that's the life that we live in in terms of the corporate ladder that you have to literally work for people who may know less than you, but they just have a better advantage because of the resources and privileges that they have. You may know by now that for years and years and years, and ever since I can remember, I've always been a fan of Bon Appetit magazine, and it's literally my dream job. I've always wanted to be an editor for that magazine. I used to actually, um, I used to uphold Adam Rappaport as a hero, but then I quickly realized I was mistaking hero for basically just me wanting his job. But essentially, you know, I met him in person before. He was kind. Uh, you know, when you're in that type of status, I guess you have to practice being kind. I've met famous chefs before in my life, and um, you, I've heard stories about them. I know in season one I mentioned about me meeting Andrew Zimmern and about the, the past problematic things he said about Chinese Americans and Chinese American restaurants. I met him r soon right after that happened, and he was very kind to me. And I'm not saying that he's not a kind person, but uh, I'm not going to deny the fact that he made those very problematic statements. And the same with Adam Rappaport. I'm not going to deny the fact that he upheld a very toxic environment within Bon Appetit. And um, there are some openings at Bon Appetit, actually, uh, if you're interested but I've always wanted to work for the magazine, but I've known that the magazine has not been getting a lot of great buzz recently within probably the past five, six years. Uh, recently, I remember when they had the piece about pho and literally telling people how to make pho, these non-Vietnamese, non-Asian people telling people how to make pho and how to, what is the best pho, essentially. And it was literally a slap in the face to actual Vietnamese or Asian Americans or Asians who literally grew up, know, and breathe their food, their heritage, and pho. And so that was one thing. And then 
there are just certain things about Bon Appetit that was very one-dimensional and it just wasn't exciting. Uh, there was another thread on Instagram where a contributing writer who's from Puerto Rican descent wanted to write a piece and the piece was denied from other publications and Adam Rappaport or some other editor told the person that they only accept pieces that were current, quote-unquote current, and not from the past. Literally, it's he told uh, the contributing writer that they only accept pieces that are current and not that piece that that was pitched was something that could have been written five years ago or five years in the future. I saw that and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, I am still new to the journalism world, but still that just seems bonkers to me. What do you mean? But you study, uh, publish pieces and articles about other heritage foods by using tokenized chefs, which is fine. You give them a voice, but at the same time, are you really giving them a voice? So I've been recently uncovering and noticing a lot of things about Bon Appetit that are problematic and that are not great. It just, it's not a great light for them. And they've been under fire for the past recent years. So all of this was uncovered or brought to social media's attention yesterday. And within 24 hours, we get a statement from Adam Rappaport that he is stepping down as editor-in-chief. So I was like, all of this happened within 24 hours. Social media does not play. Let me tell you, Twitter especially doesn't play. Like, they take this stuff seriously. They will find stuff. They will find you. They'll find your background check. They, they will do whatever to uncover who you are. And within 24 hours, he literally stepped down. Like, I heard about it at, like, noon and then by the time it was 6 p.m i saw that he was stepping down as editor-in-chief it was wild and some other recent stories that's been happening in addition to adam rapaport's um, resignation from bon appetit a restaurant in philadelphia called the hungry pigeon which i've been to a few times in the queen's village neighborhood was under fire from one of his one of the co-owners who um scott shorter is his name And he had an Instagram post where he literally said, Thank you, Black America. You had me at hip-hop and fried chicken. Peace emoji heart. That was his statement, y'all. In recent events with Black Lives Matter protests and police brutality protests, he put, Thank you, Black America. You had me at hip-hop and fried chicken. He is the co-owner and chef of Hungry Pigeon in Philadelphia. He's been under fire, as he should... And he is stepping away from the restaurant and he has also mentioned that he will not try to get another job as a chef afterwards and he's going to spend his time to educate himself. Uh, this was after there were uh, there was a piece that was written by past employees of The Hungry Pigeon on Medium.com expressing the many bouts of discrimination and bigotry and misconduct that was happening within the restaurant. So Scott Shorter is leaving the restaurant and he is dedicating himself to educating himself. So there, there's one story. I've been Hungry Pigeon and actually the last time I was there, I was displeased with the culture. It's not just the chef. I think the area of Queens Village in Philadelphia is very racist and discriminatory. Um, I don't feel welcomed in that neighborhood. I rarely walk in that neighborhood. Um, that neighborhood is very close to, um, you know, Italian market. 
uh, neighborhood, I just didn't get good vibes. I'm, I think I'm a pretty intuitive person and I just did not get good vibes. And this one guy cussed me out because I didn't close the door quick enough and he was cold. It was just a lot and I was just pissed and I was like, I'm never coming here again. And here you go. You have the chef who literally made that stupid statement. In addition to that, there were other stories around the country where there was a restaurant in Chicago called Fat Rice and the co-owner, you know, supported Black Lives Matter, but um, past employees have recently, um, you know, displayed their, you, their anger towards him because he used to also have misconduct and he used to have discrimination within his work environment. And his doors have recently shuttered due to COVID-19, but he issued an apology as well. There's just so many things that are being uncovered. I'm telling you, like, I need to be careful. You need to be careful what you post on social media. People will find it 20 years later. Cancel culture is a thing and people need to stop ignoring it. Um, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. You're going to get your, you're going to be exposed. Um, so take your foot out your ass. And educate yourself. That's what I'm saying. But that's been going on. So Adam Rappaport to Fat Rice to Hungry Pigeon to the protests to still COVID-19 to our incompetent administration to the election. It's just a hot mess. And literally story after story after story, we're seeing more and more and more of just things that we're actually used to. It's just that 2020 is the year that everyone's putting it on video and on social media and it's all piling onto itself and it's being burned at the stake. On ways that you can donate and help in systemic racism and support Black Lives Matter, you can donate to organizations such as the George Floyd Memorial Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Lives Matter, Bail Project, Black Visions Collective, Campaign Zero, National Bail Fund Network, the Innocent Project, Run With Maud, and Justice for Brianna. We are in times where we need to rebel and we need to have a voice and to end systemic racism and make sure this country understands that this needs to stop immediately. Thank you for listening to the Three Course Convo Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Paulo Mims, and I want everyone to spread love, not germs. Bye!